Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our, whole, our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner, and, your co- and our co-host tonight is Brian J. Henderson, and he's going to be with us shortly. Tonight's show is all about things that a lot of people think that they can't do. They've been told that they can't do this. They've been told that they can't do that. But I tell you what, tonight's show is about family, sticking together, going with you all the way, pushing you to the point that you meet your goals. You meet all of the things it is in life that you want to do. You're going to meet that if you stick together, if you hold up, if you stay focused on the things that you want in your life, and you will achieve those things. Tonight we have a powerful, powerful guest coming on. And I tell you what, I was so excited when I spoke with his manager, Kim Toomey, and she will, uh, I mean, she was just so excited about bringing him in. And I was more so, I was really, really excited because I said, you know what, Kim, I see this guy on television all the time. I see him in all the movies. And I tell you what, he went after his dream. He's achieved that. And I think Brian just joined us. Brian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, yes. I was telling our listeners, Brian, about our wonderful guest tonight and how Kim put it all together, Kim Toomey. She put it all together for us to uh, have him come on, and uh, he's going to be with us shortly. We don't have him just yet, but he will be with us shortly. Yes, I'm going to try back in just a minute to call him. We got a little technical difficulties when we were on the line, so I'm going to try him back in just a second. I just want to say, you know, tonight's show is called Against All Odds. And, you know, there are a lot of obstacles that you'll run into when you're, you know, trying to do big things and great things. And, you know, you'll struggle a little bit. And, you know, you'll go through some things sometimes. But the benefit of it is that once you get there, once you meet that goal, Mm -hmm. man, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, Brian, you know, so many people... Uh, are faced with or they have that thing called the brick wall. Mm-hmm. You know, we we run into that a lot of times when we're facing our dreams and we have things that we we want to achieve. But for some reason, when we get to this brick wall, we we feel that you know what? Can I really do this? Mm-hmm. And and luckily for our our guest, he 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 probably faced that brick wall, but he had family. He said if it wasn't for his family, he don't think, you know, the things that he's achieving right now would be possible. And, Brian, I I remember I was on a cruise, and I saw him in a movie. It was Shall We Dance with Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere. Uh And he stood out in that movie. And and, And I've seen him in movies before, but I really paid close attention to him in this movie. And he was a real soft spoken huge guy he's a big guy like he's like six six so you can't you can't miss him and he was in there trying to dance and he was having problems dancing but you know to make a long story short he he nailed the the part in the movie and brian i know you i think you've seen him in a couple of movies before i think he was in um eight mile uh yeah. he was in transformers uh mm-hmm. he was in uh, a couple of other movies as well and Brian, I tell you what, he is uh, really, really a, a nice guy. He's the kind of person that you can watch and just watch him grow because he's coming. I, I look at, I kind of, when I when I look at Forrest Whitaker, I, I, I think about uh, our guest because I see so much of, of Forrest in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's doing yeah, the thing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, it, it's funny you say that because when you said it, I'm like, wow. You know what? He does have that, you know, persona. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he, he definitely does. And and the thing about him, Brian, he's living his dream. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. He's living his dream. We, we hear people, Brian, you and I, we meet people every day. We talk with people all the time about stepping out on faith and staying focused and doing all the things that we need to do to to get where we need to be. But then some people, Brian, they place limits and they place time on what they think and how they think that dream should 
up here. What do you think? You know, I think I've even done that, <laughs> you know. I mean, in, in the past when I said, well, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know how hard it's going to be difficult. I may not be able to make it. And, you know, I, and I tell the people all the time, at some point in life, the light bulb is going to come on. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get to the point where you say, you know what, I can do this. I can make it. You know, I can be that particular person that people say that I can't be. Yes. You know, and fortunately for me, I found that out, you know, when I was young. I can, You know, and I always tell this story about how when I was young, I told people that I was going to be rich and I was going to go to college and I was going to be successful and make a million dollars. And I always recount where this guy told, asked, he, you know, older guy told me, he says, you ain't going to make no million dollars. What you going to do, sell drugs? You know, and I told him, I said, no, I'm going to make it with my mind. You know, and there are so many people that hinder you, so many people that kind of get in your way who don't believe in you and don't support you and don't try to help you get to that point, you know. And then sadly, if you if you make it to that point, they're the first ones with their hand out. <laughs> you know, and and you know it's sad but true. But it's like once you become successful, you'll have two different types of people that you'll attract: the people who also want to be successful and want to learn from the best, and the people who want to take your success and use it for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's you right. know, and I always tell people, be mindful and watch out for those two types of people. Because the one on the one side, you want to be that person to help. You know, on, yeah. the, on the other side, you want to make sure that that person that you're helping is not sucking the life out of you. That's so true. And, Brian, it's the negative people a lot of times. And a lot of times, Brian, it's not that they're being negative. They just can't dream as high. Their dreams are not as big as the next person's dream. You know, that person that want to be this actor or writer or producer, they're trying and they're doing their thing, and that person, somebody next to them, said, well, what makes you think you can do this? You live in the hood. This is not possible for you. They can't see the vision that, you know, that you have. And mm-hmm. it's so sad. It's it's such a sad thing, and Brian, I know you've been around people like that, and you talked about that a lot of times when you were growing up down south in the Miami area about yeah. you know you wanting to go to college at at, at FAMU, and they're telling you that that's not a good place to go because it's, oh yeah uh, historically <laughs> because it's an African American school yes you know yes but, you know, but that's okay yeah that's okay. and that's fine you know people have their perceptions of a lot of things you know but. What I always tell people is when somebody says something like that, you know, oh, don't go to that college, you know, are they perceiving that the college is going to make you bad or that maybe you're not good enough to make it through the college? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't yeah. know, Brian. I don't know. You know, I, I, I put it, I, I look at it like this. You can only go as far as what you allow to come inside of you. Yes. If a person says you can't make it and you accept that and you allow that to sit and become true, then true, that's true. You can't make it. Mm-hmm. And you have to get, you have to fight. And Brian, you know what? I think a lot of people want to jump from the beginning stages to the to the stages that start them. A lot of us think that we can walk out onto the stage in front of. Uh, 30,000 screaming fans or walk out on the stage and receive that Oscar or that Grammy just in one in, in one day. They think, a lot of times they think it's just supposed to be that way. But a lot of these people on the level of our guests, they have done things that none of us will probably ever see. But they put their time in. They stayed with it. They were committed. A lot of sacrifices were made on his or her part and their parents and their family's part. It's a lot involved in in this type of field. And, Brian, when you were in the music industry, I know that you had to give up a lot of things. I know that oh, yeah. you had to go without. 
I know there was a lot of times when when you had to pay money on certain things that you never thought you would be able to get that in return. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of sacrifice. You know, and that's what makes it so great about tonight's guest. You know, he's gone through some things. He's had some sacrifices that he's had to make. And, you know, he's uh, he's he's been through it. Yes, yes. But he's but he's made it out also. So that you know, it's a wonderful thing. Yes it is. You know, I just want to bring our guests in by saying that tonight's show is against all odds and our special guest is Omar Benson Miller. And I'm gonna let him tell you a little bit about himself when he gets on, but I first wanna state that he started his acting career as Big Johnson in the college cross dressing comedy Sorority Boys. <laughs> And I'm going to let him talk about some more of the things that he's done. <laughs> That's quite right. the intro. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, Omar. indeedy. Hey, now, how y'all feeling? All right, good, good. Mr. Miller, good. how you doing? This is Greg. How you doing? Hey, Greg, I'm blessed and highly favored, brother. I'm feeling good. Out on a nice walk right now. It's a beautiful oh, okay. day in California. Good. Well, we'll try not to take up your, your entire night, but uh, later in the show, I... <laughs> Later in the show, I, I have a confession to make about the movie that you played in with Holly Berry, uh, Things Lost in the Fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't say it right now. i got to get my courage up to, uh, to tell you <laughs> <laughs> to talk about that one. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm going to say it. I'm definitely going to say it. But how you how you been doing? I've been doing well. I've been doing really well. I've been working. I've been in good health. I uh, I actually lost about 50, 60 pounds for this role that I did with Spike Lee, and um, I feel great. Man, I feel good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how, how in the world did you do that? I know you said you lost it, but how did you do it? <laughs> uh, you know, I just increased my activity I, and implemented a more, you know, uh, a more fat, a lower fat calorie diet. I mean, I still ate, and I ate plenty, but uh, I just kept an eye on what I was eating because, uh, you know, I have an eating pattern that I just eat what I like, and up until this <laughs> point, I eat what I like, and as long as I go play basketball a couple nights a week or do something like that and keep my pressure down, I felt like I was good to go. And this wow. role in particular required a bit more than that, and, um, you know, so I, I got with a trainer. I started lifting weights. I started walking, which is something that I'm still doing. And, you know, I just watched about putting my big old face, and the pounds started falling off. Awesome. Awesome. Hmm. You know, yeah. Omar, this is Brian. You know, I had a – I actually have a confession to make, too. I was jealous when you were in that movie. I, I was jealous. I'm, je I'm just jealous. <laughs> you know, I've been following be Halle Berry ever since she was in uh, the movie the, the movie with uh, – oh, what's the name of the movie? I just forgot it. But anyway, I've been following her for a long time. Jungle Fever. Yeah. Jungle Fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's With Samuel Jackson I've and Spike Lee directed it. Then. Yes, sir. You know, and so I'm like, wow. You know, so <laughs> how can I get down? You know. <laughs> hey, that's Brian talking. You know, but <laughs> that's Brian talking, Omar. That's not me now. <laughs> I hear him. I hear him. I hear Brian talking this match. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, you played you. You've done a lot of movies, and you've yeah. done a lot of roles. You know, one of my favorite movies of, you know, in the past few years was Transformers. Nice. You know, and I'm thinking, like, wow, he was in my movie. You know, yeah, we got to interview him. You know, and Greg was telling me, he said, guess who we're interviewing? I'm like, are you serious? For real? You know, so I'm, I'm a little kitty now. <laughs> uh no, I've been you know, blessed, but, man. It's been really, really, I've just been fortunate because there's a lot of talented people who don't get a chance to showcase their talent in the films or on the, the scale that I've been, you know, fortunate enough to showcase mine on, and, and there's more coming. Right. And right. I just I just continue to be happy about the work, and uh, I try to, you know, make myself available for quality work. Yeah. I uh, I want people to be able to see my face and my name attached to a film and say, oh, that guy's in I want to go see that. He's in the yes. good movies. Yes. yes. But, you know, and but, I guess my question was, you know, what inspired you to start acting, writing, directing? You, you know, know, what was your inspiration? Really, my mama was my inspiration, strangely enough. It sounds kind of corny, but my mama was my inspiration because uh, 
I left and went off to school. And when I left and went off to school, my parents unfortunately got a divorce. Mm. And I watched my mother independently struggle, and there was nothing that I could do. At the time, I was playing baseball, and uh, I was playing athletics, and, and I just lost my discipline to play sports. And I remember calling home a couple times and hearing my mom saying she's, you know, at the bus stop or waking up very early to find a job. And then when she found a job, how dedicated she was to be on that job. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if there is any possible way I can lighten this woman's load, I am going to do it. And I, kept, I remember I was relentless in college about finding a major because I had several majors. And, you know, this thing kind of fell in my lap, and I kind of rejected it at first. And then it just came back to me, and then I realized, you know what, let me give this thing a go. And I started doing plays, and uh, I started doing theater at the school. Then I started doing professional theater in the San Francisco Bay Area. Next thing I know, I caught the acting bug. And then after that, the ball just got rolling, and, I, you know, I just got blessed. Uh, people saw it fit to hire me, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That I wanted awesome. to ask you about your faith. And, yeah. And I, I, I know that when your mother was going through that and you were going through your tough times and your hard times and being down in that valley when you know it's just you. I mean, you were off in school. You were worried yeah. about your mom, and your mom was on your mind all the time. What were some of the things, and how did you activate your faith to to – to go forward, you said you lost your discipline to play sports, but I know you had to pull back on something. Well, I mean, the, the faith is the foundation, the cornerstone of quality life, in my opinion. I mean, I'm a Christian, and I was raised in a Baptist church, and everybody knows that when you go away to school, there's all sorts of temptations, and life happens, and, you know, you try to make the best decisions you can, but you fall down. There's, there's no doubt about it. And you try to keep an eye on it, and if you are not, privy to the word of God, a lot of people fall down and can't get back up. They just stay down and they wallow in their sin and they wallow in what it is that they're doing. I was blessed to be able to be raised in the church. So when things got difficult for me, I had something to fall back on. I could revert to the word or I could revert to just praying and being able to meditate with the Lord, meditate on what it is that was, you know, what it is that's important to me ultimately. And, you know, it's almost like you, you hear preachers say how people always want to ask for God's help when things get bad and people get sick or when people get hurt. You hear, oh, my God, oh, I'm going to pray. And I feel like we're all, all of us are eligible to fall into that category, but we can alleviate a lot of problems if we can pray before the problems hit. Right. And I found that out the, the hard way. And, you know, I, I sacrificed a lot in college. I remember praying to the Lord and sacrificing good time and quote-unquote, as my father says, so that I could reach my goal once I realized that my goal was to be a movie star. And, you know, I had some serious heart-to-hearts with the Lord, and I made some sacrifices, and he held up his end of the bargain, and I'm still working on uh, holding up my end. (laughs) But I've been, you know, uh, I fight the good fight. I fight it every day. And, I mean, that faith is critical, that having having something, someone better, me and the Lord, to be able to fall back on and to rely on, to know that there is strength there and there is power there, much greater than the forces that are against you or the forces that are in the world. It's, it's, I can't even, it's imperative. That, that's, that's top of the food chain. Wow. That's awesome. You know, I was thinking about in some of the roles that you played, you know, did, did, you, did they ever test your faith? Yeah, no question. But, you know, it's funny because I, I had a heart-to-heart with my pastor at one point when I was first getting started, and he said, you know what, when you go to play these roles, remember, they are the roles. This is a character that you're putting on and that you're playing. Now, that doesn't dismiss me from, you know, the judgment of the things that I do or the, the consequences. You know, I, that's why I try to influence people to do positive things in my work and beyond. But at the same time, if you see me getting chased by the police through a window and they jump me into the pool, that doesn't mean I'm a criminal, you know. That's what the character called for, and it is what it is. And I'm getting to a point now where I can make films that are important or I can do work that I see as quality or important and make better choices so that the things that I am seen as or involved with can influence people in a positive way more and more consistently. You know, there's a lot of, there's a testament to my past to bring that to my attention early on in my career. 
Yeah. You know, I, I guess I can go ahead and, and, and uh, tell you about my uh, my confession. I, I was watching the movie when you played in it with um, Holly Berry, the things lost and things we lost in the fire. That yeah. was that was a really that was a really touching, really touching movie. Thank you, and man. It's a heavy I, piece. Yes, yes. It was it was a, if you if people if you haven't seen it, you need to go out and you need to get it. You need to watch it. It. Omar, I almost cried, and 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 uh, I'm I'm putting that out there now. I'm gonna go ahead and admit it. I was gonna say, go ahead, man. You you dropped it here too. You can say it. You can admit it. Ain't nobody mad at you. <laughs> I, I I had to look around in the room. I said, wait a minute now. I can't let nobody see this. But that movie <laughs> that movie was so deep, and and I loved how uh, it, it's just real. It, it just it's just so real that you know women. They go through that. They go through that when they lose their spouse or the husband lose his wife. And, right. And how she was depending on you to, to help her through that. And one touching part was when she had to go into his where the computer was. I, I think someone was typing something yeah. on the computer. And she couldn't go in the room. She couldn't even get through there. She couldn't get through the door. Wow. You know, and it's a trip. I mean, I, I appreciate I appreciate you for one, your time and checking out the piece. And I'm glad you, you enjoyed it and appreciated oh, yeah. it. And it, it's interesting. The thing about it, there was a lot of tension on the set with all, everyone involved being concerned that the film was going to be too heavy for the mainstream audiences. But the response that I've gotten from people who have seen the film was that they really appreciated, just like you said, the reality of the film. Because in real life, life is hard, man. And death is a hard thing to deal with for all of us. It's, you know, it's your own mortality. It, it's real. And I felt like that film in particular dealt with the dealing with death in a very realistic way, in a, in a very, very honest way, you know, that, that she was weak. And at the same time, he had a, a parallel story of where this man was weak in trying to kick his addiction. And yet he had to find the strength to move on, and she had to find the strength to move on, and they helped each other, and she relied on her family, i.e. me, you know, to help her get through. Yeah. And, the, and the, I think one of the best parts about that, she would not give up on him. He gave up on himself, but she would not give up on him. Right. And, and that's he, one of those things where the two become one, I would say, because her husband was the one who wouldn't give up on him initially, which right. somehow or another in some twisted, sordid way, she drew on that kind of you know discipline, that sort of mentality to not give up on him and not let him fall when he tried to give up on himself. Yes. Yes, yeah. You know, and I think that's just so... It, it, like you said, it was a heavy piece, and it that's just so real. Yeah, you know, it's and, real, man. You know, and that's the thing. You know, we don't have enough movies that that are just real and just you know if can affect the true emotions that come from you know life. I agree. There's a formula in Hollywood that most of these producers uh, stick to. And there is really no more than ten people who really decide what everybody in the world sees, because there's only a certain amount of people who say yes and no when it comes to writing checks about which films get out into the public. And it takes a lot of guts for these people to break the mold and to take a chance on making a film that may not necessarily be what the mainstream is used to seeing. You know, and it is a, it's a very very interesting thing, and. I wish that there was more films like it. I am proud to say that I am in two films coming up this October that are going to be just like that. They are real films that will evoke real emotion in you. All right, all right. Yeah. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's guest is Omar Benson Miller. And tonight's show topic is Against All Odds. You know, Omar... We actually have a caller on the line who's been waiting very patiently. If you don't mind, we'd like to bring them on. They may have a question or a Please. comment for you. Please. All right. We have a caller in the seven six seven eight area code. Caller, are you there? Caller from the six seven eight area code. All right. Maybe they're just listening in on the show. Hey Brian, I wanted to I wanted to ask Omar about the movie. Uh, I was on a cruise and I saw the movie Shall We Dance. <laughs> yeah, man, I love Shall We Dance. You know that was one of my. I'm, that's one of the movies I am most proud of. That movie has a, a minimal amount of obscenities. It's a positive, uplifting film. 
My mama liked it. <laughs> it was a lot of it's, it's a it's a lot of upside to that film. I and really that, really like that movie. Everybody, I thought when I was watching, I thought Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez. I just I just knew they were going to get together. Man, and you know what? And everybody that I speak to is so happy that they didn't get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because it really was, enhanced the quality of the film. Yes, because he was married, right? Yeah, he was married in the film, and his his marriage, like many people's marriages, had, had hit a couple bumps in the road, and he was trying to find a way to bring the passion back to his own life so that he could in turn bring the passion back to his marriage. And he found himself in a, you know, a couple sticky situations with the gorgeous Jennifer Lopez, and he... Uh, you know, he 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 refused. He he told Satan to flee. <laughs> now, how many men? How many men's gonna do that now? Ooh, a very very small percentage. A very small percentage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a low end uh, percentage, but we need that kind of positive reinforcement if we plan to be strong in those situations. <laughs> right. If he did it, it's possible. It could be done. There it is. There it is. <laughs> There it is. You're yeah, man, I, I get a lot of compliments from that film. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. It was a, I mean, it was. It had everything in it. I mean, it, it had you sitting on the edge, like, okay, are they going to get together in this on this part, or yeah. are they going to kiss? Because the way they were dancing and all of that. Yeah, and, and it's interesting it, because we. we I'm not mean to cut you off, man, but but it's interesting because in the dance that. I mean, we, I, had to, I had to dance eight hours a day for about eight weeks to get all of the dance steps together. And, you know, it is, uh, it's interesting how real those scenes are because the dancing is very, very passionate and it's very sensual. And yeah. a lot of those dancers, I come to find, end up being couples because you spend so much time intimately with this person. So I thought that was a really good wrinkle to the film. And it just, I don't know, man, that film really helped me in my career as well because it really established me with the heavy hitters, with the A-listers, you know, Richard yeah. Gere, and from Lopez, Susan Sarandon, Stanley Tucci, some big names out there. Wow. <laughs> you know, you talked about uh, some of your upcoming films, and one of the ones that kind of piqued my interest was The Express. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Like, it's coming. Wow. Yeah. That movie, if anybody... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, excuse me. I was just going to say, anybody doesn't know, The Express is the story of the Elmira Express, Mr. Ernie Davis, who was arguably the best college running back in the history of collegiate athletics. He went to Syracuse University, and he was a full-blown monster. He was also the first African-American man to win the Heisman Trophy. And this is his story, and it is told in a very accurate light. And uh, I, I just recently saw the film, and I'm very, very happy with it. And I think it's going to go through the moon. This movie's going to be very successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just when you just look at what it's what it's talking about, you know, it's something that we really don't focus on a lot, you know, because we have a lot of athletes that, and you know, when you see movies about athletes, typically they're, you know, you have the shish boom rah, and they do this and they do that, and you know what I mean. And it's not yeah. anything that's like really real. You know, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. been a lot of sports movies about real life events, but you know, just just looking at this one and what it's talking about, it makes me want to go see it even more. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I man, wait till you see that. I don't know if you had a chance to catch a trailer yet, but um, they're doing test screenings all across the country, and I advise anybody who's listening that if you get a flyer to go see a film called The Express in advance, definitely it's worth your time. This is a good movie. It doesn't come out till October 3rd, but um, this is this movie is powerful. I was very, very surprised because in the filming, it was a very difficult movie to make. It's a very physical movie, and it was cold. We shot in Chicago for a long time, and it was cold. Oh, we it was cold. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a California kid, man, and like uh, we shot in last year around this time in early April, and the first day we shot, it was snowing, snowing out there. It was in the 20s, and we're out there in some football uniforms. I was like, man, this is why I play baseball, Jack. I'm a boy <laughs> of summer. And, you know, it was uh, – but the, the hard work paid off. And this, this piece, wow, a guy named Gary Fleeter directed it. He did the other films uh, like Runaway Jury and um, 10 Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. It's a lot of – he did a couple of cult films people really, really enjoy. And I think people are going to enjoy this film. Well, you know what, Omar, when you look back over your life now and you think about the, the hard times and the struggles and all of these things that you felt were probably, you know, against you, you know, you, 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 you had to go through what you went through. 
know, with the divorce and everything. And then now that you're 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 living your dream, which a lot of us don't do, you're living your dream every single day. Now that you look back on that and you look at your mom now and where you are in your life, I mean, you have to be as proud as you could be. Oh, no question. I mean, there's still a lot to be accomplished, and I think that these two films that I got coming out in the fall are going to really catapult me to be able to accomplish some more of those goals. But it's great. It's great. I mean, um, I I just, I really, people hear me say it all the time, I'm not necessarily a poster boy for Christianity, but everyone that knows me knows my faith. And yet at the same time, I am so blessed, and I thank the Lord every day, for allowing me to get to live out my dream because I know so many people who don't do what they like for a living. And, uh, you know, I love what I do. It's a, it's a really, uh, it's a, you know, it's a pleasure. And it's it's not easy to get into, and I've gotten into it. It's not a, there's a lot of, lot of positive to what I get to do. It just makes me cheesy ear to ear when I think about it because there's times when I can remember, <laughs> I remember one time I worked at this, uh, record chain called Sam Goody. I don't know if you guys remember Sam yeah, Goody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to work at Sam Goody, and I remember thinking to myself, this is a drag. Man, I can't stand this. I used to have to go and deal with these rude people, and they didn't want us to park at the mall because it was the holiday season, so we had to park at the airport and catch a bus to the mall. I was just like, ah, man, I got to find something else to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and when I look back at things like that, I remember one time I had a job where I was uh, – I help land hot air balloons. We help people get into, get off the ground, and then when they landed, pull them down who flew around hot air balloons. I've had so many jobs doing so many different things so that when I look at my life now and I say, wow, I get to make a profession out of acting. I don't have to wait tables. I don't have to do anything else but to act and prepare to act, and I love it. It's just it's the best. Wow, and it's a it's a testament that you can you can have your dreams. Yeah. I mean, you can you can live out your dreams. You really can do it. Wow, from from helping to land hot air balloons to now being <laughs> a rising A lister. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it was one of my funner jobs. Actually, that one I, I loved that job. You used to. <laughs> <laughs> the hot air balloons, they come down, you know, it's out of control. There's nothing to control them, so they come down, and you've got to jump. And I've always been a heavy kid, so thank God I was athletic. So I would run and jump on them and then land them down, weigh them down, land them down, and then we have to put the fire out. Oh, man, it was, it was fun, but it was hard work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could, I could just see you doing that, and it's, it is comical. <laughs> six foot six. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man, it was no joke. Uh-oh, hold on a second. They're coming to get me. Sorry about this, guys. That's hold okay. That's okay. That's okay. Well, you know what, Omar? Um, I, I was going to ask you, um, did we lose him? Omar? No, no, I'm still here. I just okay. put you guys okay. on mute so you wouldn't have to hear those sirens. Sorry about oh, okay, that. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, we Brian and I, we do a lot of speaking. We go uh, uh, all over the place talking with people about uh, living their dreams. We go into the jails and prisons. And so many people think that the life that you're having right now, they think that you just walked out onto the stage and the next thing you know you were with Holly Berry and Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere. No, no. Yeah, I don't think they realize all the sacrifices that you had to make to get where you are now. No question. But yet at the same time, those same dudes should understand that they can get to that point and beyond. Because I have friends that I was in college with who are in that spot now. I got friends, I mean, some of my closest friends who got off on the wrong foot and then the ball bounced the wrong way for them. And, you know, now they're, they're sitting down doing them a little bit of time. And yet at the same time, they need to know that they can, they can turn it around. You can turn the beat around because the best thing about having faith, finding faith, being led by faith, is to know that there is redemption. There is redemption, and you can accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. i found in life that it's a lot harder to decide what it is that you want than it is to get what you want. Because Wait, say that again. This is what I found. This is, this is a true story, as they say on the East Coast. In my life, i found that it's a lot more difficult for me to decide the things that I want 
than it is to achieve or acquire the things that I want. Once I make the decision, that's the hard part. Then I can work on praying for it, disciplining myself to get to my goal points and all that. But when I am walking around confused, when I don't know what I want, I don't know where I'm going, anything can happen. And I think that's a lesson that I learned in life that's one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned. You have to be able to make decisions, and and good decision-making is even more important than that. And the decision has to be what it is that you want, you know? What is it that you want out of your life? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And once you can say that, you can sit down and say, you know what? So if I want a hamburger, I know I need to go to the McDonald's. Right. You know, it's kind of like that in comparison to saying, you know what? I want a hamburger, so I'm going to go to the KFC. No, nobody would say that in their right mind. Because, you know, if you want a hamburger, you've got to go to a hamburger joint. Same thing in life. Excuse all of the food metaphors, but... <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing in life. If you want a nice car, then you know you need to get some money. So you need to get a job. You have to figure out what job you're going to get that pays well. Okay, so then how do I get that job? Do I go to school? Do I know somebody in the industry? What do I do? So, it's a, you know, there's some... There's some some critical decision-making that has to go on in each and every one of our lives every day, which lead us to the point where we are. And making those decisions, uh, you know, that's a skill set, the skill set that I've been blessed to have acquired. And anybody can do it. It's just, and I, I personally think that the best way to get it is through faith. It's through the Lord. But, you know, everybody can take their chances on how they want to get it done. Awesome. 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 You're just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's topic is Against All Odds, and our very special guest is Omar Benson Miller, big A-lister, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about um, one of your other movies that you have coming out in 08, and it's called Miracle at St. Anna. Yeah, but Ooh, it's about to go down. Y'all ain't even ready. Y'all don't even know. Yeah, this is a this is a film that I've wanted to make for six or seven years now. It's based on a book of the same name, written by James McBride, Miracle of Santa Ana. And it is the story of four African American Buffalo soldiers in World War Two who get separated from their company and get lost in the mountains of Italy. And they have to decide whether or not they're going to go back to the Army and get treated like three-fifths of a man or to stay and receive the love that the people have for black people in Europe and be treated like men and, uh, you know, and live. uh, But at the same time, there's Nazis everywhere trying to kill us dead. It is the most important and best film that I have ever been in. I love it, love it, love it. I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, it comes out October 10th. Like I said, Spike Lee directed it. Derek Luke is in it. Michael Ely is in it. Laz Alonzo is in it. Um, this wonderful Italian boy named Matteo Ciabordi is in it. It is. This movie is going to be a banger. You have my word. This will be one of the best movies of 2008 and beyond. Wow. wow. I, I'm almost speechless. <laughs> I wanna, I'm ready to see that now. Yes, sir. I'm ready to see it now, Jack. I'm ready. I'm ready to come out. This is. I feel like I'm pregnant. I'm waiting for this thing to come out so bad. Wow. This is. This is a banger. This one. This is. This is really. This is really going to take a lot of people over the top, and myself included, as far as the upper echelon of acting. And I think that, um, as in his normal fashion, with Spike Lee, it's going to be one of those films that you look back at and you'll be like, "Oh shoot, that dude was in that. Oh man." Just like how you look back on Spike's movies and you say, oh, Halle Berry was in Jungle Fever? Sam Jackson was, was in Do the Right Thing? Wow! You know what I mean? It's going to be that, that kind of piece. Was it, was, it, was it an emotional? Did, did, did you get emotional into this, in this movie at any, at, at any time? I've never, ever been more emotionally attached to a project or a role as I have for this film. Never. This is, this is something I, I took very, very personally. And uh, it deals with a lot of the issues that were the issues at the time about race. But strangely enough, it deals with a lot of the issues that are the issues of the time currently about race and about life and that issues that we have in our own uh, black community about light-skinned versus dark-skinned blacks. 
uh, about interracial relations, about equality, about fighting, about struggle. This is just, I can't say enough about this movie. This movie is a must-see. This is a must-see, and the DVD will be a must-have. So you're basically telling me that the first, my first two weeks of October are booked. (laughs) Count that. Count those two weekends. You already got that. Line your dates up. I don't know if you're married or not, brother, but line it up. Because these these films I got coming out in October, count on those. Those are going to be solid. You have my word. You have my word. You know, know, one of the other things that I want to talk to you about is, you know, you talked about, you know, your reason behind being an actor, you know, the fact that you wanted to help support your mom and you saw her work so hard and struggle so hard through life, you know, after a painful separation and you wanted to make her load a little easier, you know. Yeah. What's up next for you as far as, you know, the things that you want to do in life? Well, you know, at the top of the list is, is uh, creating and raising a family. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to get married. I'd like to have a whole bunch of boys running around the house. I would like to, I'd like, I'm really moving towards positivity in my life in multiple ways. And I've found that when you move towards that positivity, the rewards extrinsically may not be the same as lucrative weather. But the intrinsic rewards that you get far outweigh anything, any monetary value that you can put on anything. Wow. So uh, I'm really, for me, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I got a big old family as it is. I'm the youngest of seven kids. So there's a lot of people that I am interested in putting to work. I am interested in doing my part as far as um, positive role models for for black people and people across the globe as far as entertainment goes. And I'm really interested in doing things that matter. You know, I'm, a, I'm about to turn 30 this year, and there's this overwhelming sense of importance for me to do things that are important and to, to be around things that are positive and important and to just help. I mean, I, I have two nephews that are 18 and 17, and every day I watch them and I see them grow, and it, it just trips me out to see these people that I saw when they came out of their mama and to see you know, who they are now, and it's really had an effect on me about what it is that I want to do and, and how people affect other people. It's just amazing to me. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you said you were looking to get married. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, if, buddy. Brian, can you imagine the emails we're going to get after this? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, my but, goodness. But you know what? Now, you guys now, are silly, man. Hey, but now that, oh, my, now that you said you're looking for, you, you know, you want a wife and you want a family, you know, what what are some of the things that you look for in in a woman? And I know that you, you'll probably say someone like your mom. I know there's no one like your mom, but... but uh, you know, I, I know you're going to look for those type of qualities. Well, this is going to sound harsh, but one of the main things I look for is sanity. <laughs> sanity and logic. Because there is an excess of women that I've found who don't use logic when it comes to their day-to-day lives. I don't understand why I didn't create the system. <laughs> I'm just within it. <laughs> and... You know, I'd like to meet a like-minded person like myself who's interested in similar goals and, you know, who has who has a, something to teach me as I have something to teach her, you know? Yeah. I'm really uh, I'm really big on growth. I'm really big on growing. I'm really big on learning about other cultures and traveling and going other places. So a woman who's open-minded, a woman who's interested in life and the world, you know, that, yeah. that's what attracts me. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll tell you what. Uh, with your faith, your level of faith, I know you're not going to step down to anybody else's level. Uh, I know that you're not going to allow anybody to pull you down from the things that you were created to do and created to be. And it sounds like you're really just getting started to do the things that you want to do in life. And Brian, oh, man. Just, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really feel that way. I appreciate you picking up on that, but I really feel that way. And I think that that these, you know, it's strange, but I feel like these two projects that I have coming out are really going to be a springboard for that, for this new era in my life uh, of importance. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, what you say? Yeah, Brian was saying that it sounds like he needs to start a foundation or something. <laughs> you know, you know what? what? 
it's interesting because I just did a um I just did a commercial for uh Intel and it's an internet commercial about inspiration. And instead of paying people, they're giving people money to donate to charities. And in researching some of these charities, one of the things that I found is I would like to eventually establish a foundation, and eventually I would like to get into positive inspirational speaking because I find that there's so many people who can accomplish so much with a couple words of encouragement. There's this epidemic, and I feel like in our society, especially amongst the African-American community, for people who don't believe themselves, believe in themselves, there's this, uh, there's this terrible, terrible situation that has taken place where we feel like it's okay to be mediocre or where it's okay to be immoral, where, whether it's okay to want less, you know? Yeah. And I, I, feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are cheating themselves. I really do, and I think that with, you know, a couple words of encouragement, especially through the seeds of faith, through the Lord, through the kingdom of heaven, man, you can't go wrong. Not at all, not at all. You know, Omar, Greg and I actually go out, and we do motivational speaking, and we talk to youth groups, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I noticed about you is that you're really focused on serving. Huh. You know, it, it, I mean, that's what I could see. Even in your movies, your, your movies have purpose. You know, you're serving a purpose. You know, if initially it started out with a little bit of a comedy, and then your roles progressively got serious, you know, more, yeah. more serious to where now, you know, I believe you have the makings of, of a great speaker because you've inspired me just by some of the things that you said tonight on the show. You know, wow. and when I, when I eat, because, you know, Greg and I were on IM and we're IMing each other back and forth, and when I said that, you know, I didn't realize Greg was going to mention it, but, you know, I truly believe that you would do great. You know? I'm, writing down, I'm writing down some of the stuff he said, and I'm going to use it. Oh, absolutely. Hey, man, feel free, brother. <laughs> the word. That's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate you guys facing me, man. Uh, and, you know, I just feel like confidence trumps confusion every day of the week. Yes. And if you can move forward in a confident way, you can take over the world. Yeah. And I think that, thank God, that the way that I was raised, confidence has never been my problem. Wow. But I find that in the world, confidence is not necessarily in abundance, so to say. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's a lot easier to go along with what everyone is doing than it is to stand up and do something different. I, for example, I can remember when I first started doing plays. And... A lot of my buddies wouldn't come see my plays. Guess what? They all want to come see the movies. They all want a ticket to the premiere. <laughs> One road leads to the next. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I never wanted to be a father and be that person who's not strong enough to stand up. You know? That's why I'm so impressed by this Barack Obama. Uh, this, yeah. guy is, this guy has impressed me on multiple levels because yeah. he's willing to stand up, man. He's willing to stand up uh, on several fronts. Yeah, and you know what? We, we we deal with a lot of people. We deal with a lot of women that have been raped, and we deal with a lot of children that have been molested. And that confidence thing that you were talking about, it, it's like that thing has been stripped from a lot of them, and they can't get past it. And and well, in those situations, it's been taken, you know, and that's it's yeah. sad, but it's been taken. So you need somebody. And something you need the Lord to reinstill that confidence to let these people know their self worth and they're not abandoned, they're not alone, you know? Yeah. I can't and, even imagine something like that. And and what we try to do is and you know, we try to tell them and we when we talk with people we have to, we we try to tell them I your your first thing as far as healing is is the Lord first. Right. And and, and, and second is Forgiving the person that hurt you. Now, when you, a lot of times when we say that, we're, we're confronted with, "Are you kidding me to forgive right. the person that did that to me?" Right. But there, there's healing power in forgiving. Right. Because once you're able to really forgive, it's been, it, you know, it's like the Lord has taken it from you, and He's taken over that, and you don't have to to battle with that anymore because you've pretty much given it all to Him. 
Well, I think another great thing to add to that, I completely agree with what you're saying, but another great thing to add to that, you obviously use it, take it with a grain of salt, however you want it, but for the people that you speak to is vengeance is the Lord's. That's it. So it is for him. And once your faith is established in him, you have to exercise that faith and say, you know what? Whatever it is that the Lord has for whoever it is that's done me wrong in my time, it's for them, and I don't, I don't want nothing to do with it. Yes, it, yes, it. It's a difficult, very difficult idea, especially when you're not the person who's been hurt, molested, raped, used, whatever. Right. But and that's why the road is so tough. You know, that's why it's a, it's a tough spot. I think Brian, are you there? Yes, I am. You know, yeah. I I wanted to make sure that I mentioned this before the end of the show. You know, but we have a a friend of ours that actually works with Shirley Ralph. Her name is Chelsea, and I wanted to make sure that all of our listeners knew this and that they would uh, definitely send prayers out for her. She is sick in the hospital. She had a heart attack, and she's 34 years old. Oh and wow! She had what's called deep vein vein thrombosis, which is a blood mm. clot that traveled up to her leg and, you know, traveled up through her leg and caused her to have a heart attack. And right now she's in a coma, and we want everybody to just pray for her. She's Shirley's Ralph's assistant. And so, you know, get those prayers out. You know, we want we want to hope and pray that she has a, you know, quick and great recovery. You know, I, I, I didn't want to cut you off, at, but I, I definitely wanted to get that out. Yeah. i got to get that out, brother. Got to gotta get that word out. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. we had Shirley Ralph on a couple a couple times, and she came down and spoke about the uh, HIV and AIDS awareness, which is something that is so important that a lot of people really don't want to touch. And Brian and I both teach abstinence classes to high schoolers and middle you know middle school and it's 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 just a bad thing i know you see it and hear about it out there in california it's just it's not a black it's thing it's not a white thing yeah it's it's destroying a lot of families and it's just destroying a lot of people worldwide worldwide it's yeah. a, it's an epidemic man and it's it's interesting because there was a um i was driving to my baseball game on sunday and i was listening to some uh a pastor preach on radio mm-hmm. And he was talking about that exact thing. And one thing he said really struck me, and that is, at this point, AIDS and HIV is 100% preventable. Yep. And at which point, you know, it's up to you. Yeah. If you want to engage in sexual activity, if you want to engage in IV drug use, you know, that's, that's on you. So, once again, the onus is on the owner of the decision-making. Mm-hmm. I always say Man, the onus is on us. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The onus is on us. And don't get it twisted. This is what I, I try to stress people all the time. Hey, I'm no Boy Scout. I'm in the real world. I understand what it is. Mm-hmm. You just have to try to make the best decisions you can. Yeah, you know, I was teaching at a uh, health conference here. This, and uh, we're in Ta- we're based in Tallahassee, Florida. And, okay. Um, one of our local county commissioners decided that after he saw the national statistics on the youth and the amount of teenagers, I think it was one in four teenagers were uh, had had a STD nationwide. Yeah, I just saw that. I just saw that too. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to have a health conference. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I found out by, you know, in talking, because I taught the youth class, the, you know, fourth grade through seventh graders, which is usually the the young and impressionable and kind of tough class to teach, you know, because right. you can't really keep their attention too well. But what I noticed is that once I was able to kind of connect with them and I told them anything that was said in this room would be kept in this room, you can say anything you want. I noticed that those kids had so many questions that I wasn't able to answer them all. You know, Wow. but I said that to say this. When you're approached by people who know you, who you are, like especially with youth, you know, how do they take you? You know, do they do they ask you a lot of questions about what you do, or are they just enamored by the fact that you were in a movie? Well, you know what? I've been 
I've been blessed to play roles where people feel comfortable to come up to me and speak with me on a real level. So it's been something I'm really happy about because I hang out with other actors and I see how people respond to both sides, you know. And it's interesting because people come up to me and really talk to me. People want to build with me. People want to know, hey, how did you get involved? What is it like now? Blah, 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 blah. And the cool thing about the youth that I speak to is because of a couple of the films that I've been in that were really, really popular, I people associate with me as one of them. Right. So young people come up to me and they feel like, oh, this dude's like me. You know, mm-hmm. he's hip-hop or he's normal. He's, a, you know, he's just a regular dude. And if you see me out in the streets, I'm not glammed up. I'm not wearing no makeup. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no foolishness like that going on. So... With that, people come up to me and they have questions and they want to know stuff, and it's great. And I try to impart the knowledge that I have on them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I really Omar, do. Yeah, we have about four minutes left into the show. I wanted you to, uh, if you could, say something to that person that's in the valley suffering, that person that don't think that their dreams will ever come true, that actor that think that because they live in a place and it's not California or, or New York that – there is no way that it can happen. Um, what encouraging words would you have for someone uh, at this point that's going just that they're just going through and don't believe? Well, I would just say you have to be relentless about what it is that you want. And when you are hungry, you look for food. And if you are hungry and have an appetite for success, you will relentlessly pursue that success. I think that everybody gets an opportunity in life in one way or the other to do something positive or to succeed. And even those who feel like they're in, down in the dumps or feel like they haven't been given an opportunity, turn to the Lord, take a chance and try the Lord, especially if you've never tried him before. But if you do know the Lord and you find yourself backsliding or anything to that effect, find yourself a good Bible-based church. Or if you don't want to go to church, you know what? Read the Bible and pray about it. Because I remember when I was a kid, something they used to say all the time, and I remember when I was a kid, I thought it was so cheesy, but it is so true, is that prayer changes things. And pray. Find the Lord. Look for the Lord, and the Lord will find you. It's a very, very interesting concept, but I promise it's true. And you know what? Anybody who wants to, y'all can reach out to me. Um, My publicist runs my MySpace page. And from time to time, I check it. If y'all want to drop me a message, drop me a message, man. I always got a positive word of encouragement because right now I'm I'm riding high on the hog, so <laughs> it's a good time. It's, it's it's a good time for me to speak, to yeah. share my knowledge, and to, you know, share my positivity. It's MySpace.com/slash/OmarBMiller. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, against all odds, Omar Benson Miller has made it. All right. <laughs> and you know, Omar, we want to thank you for coming on, man. I can tell you, we had a ball with you. <laughs> I, I had a blast with you guys too, man. I pray yeah. to get back on with you, brothers. I hope y'all keep doing the right thing. But I, I pray, I pray that uh, that I can get back on closer in time to those movies coming out and oh, speak yeah. some more yeah. if you guys are have me. And you know, really, hopefully, we can impact somebody. I'm sure you guys have impacted people between your public speaking and between this radio show. I, I just, I pray for everything positive for you too. Thank you yes, so much. Absolutely. You know, anytime you want to come on, just give us a holler. We'll fit you in. <laughs> All right now. And hey, and I pray for that uh Miss Ralph's assistant, definitely. Yes, yes. Oh yes, yes. And uh, Omar, keep that to yourself now about the uh crying and watching the movie now. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just between us now. <laughs> Okay, thank you. All right, you. man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, please. It's my pleasure. Yes. All right, Brian, Yes. I tell you what, Brian, uh, he, he, he's, he's moving on up. I, yeah. I, I don't even have any more words for, for Mr. Miller. He's moving up, Brian. I can tell everybody, you in October, you have to see these movies. You have to see The Express, and you definitely have to see The Miracle at St. Anna. These are going to be two movies that, you know, like he said, and, you know, I'm going to toot his horn for him. 
these are going to be two blockbuster movies for 2008. You know, please join us on next Monday when we'll have another wonderful guest. You know, I'm not going to tell you who they are right now, but you'll soon find out. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we thank you for joining us. Good evening. Blog Talk Radio.